Hey everyone and welcome back to Holy Spirit Soapbox. I am your host Dan and I'm so glad you're here. Hope you're all having a wonderful week so far. We ask that you continue to spread the word of Holy Spirit Soapbox, spread the gospel first and foremost, but also spread the word of Holy Spirit Soapbox so that we can continuously go across the world and tell everybody about Jesus, tell everybody about God, and then maybe we can help in, in participate with you and with God to spread joy, hope, love, and peace. Today doesn't sound like a peaceful type of situation because a lot of people get offended, especially when you tell them to repent. When you tell people to repent and turn towards God, people get offended. They get a little defensive, honestly. And I did too. When I first became a Christian, I was like, what do you mean? You know, I was even reading the Bible and I, I, I hear John the Baptist or Jesus and people saying repent and turn. And it's almost like, it, it, they're almost like sharp, really impactful words. Repentance is an impactful word. And it makes you look inside of yourself. And we don't like to do that as humans, do we? <laughs> so today we're going to talk about what really is repentance. So hopefully people don't get offended by this word. People don't get defensive when they are told to repent. Here's a fun scenario. Think of somebody that you love, whether they're here with us today or not. Really think of that person. Really, really think and remember that person and think of them deeply and and recall and feel that love for them right now. Just do it for, for a quick second. Now ask yourself these questions. Is there anything that this person can do that will make you hate them? Totally discard that love for them and just hate them. Let's just say if they did something that hurt you and they came to your house at any hour of the day totally sorry for doing whatever it was that they did to you and asking to come in and and talk about it and ask for your forgiveness, would you still let them in? Your answer, most likely, I mean, if you're anything like me, because I did this little exercise myself, I thought of a couple people that I love so much, my wife, number one, right? My son and our, our new baby that we're expecting. I already love them. I do. I already love that new baby. I love all of these people. They're awesome. They, 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 they play a major role in my life. And I thought about it. And I was like, there's really nothing they can do that will make me lock them out forever. I might lock them out for a temporary amount of time, maybe for a little while, because they did something really, really bad to me. And, and even then, I would go back into my house and say, wow, I miss when we had this. Right, I miss when we had this. I don't totally lose that love for that person. So if your answer is the same as mine, right? You have a slight understanding of what God's love is for us. Your love for that person is only a fraction of his love for all of us. Your answer may also be, yeah, they would have to kill me for me to lock them out forever over my dead body, <laughs> right? And that answer also makes sense. I think you see where I'm going with this. Too often, we try to kill God. We try to say he doesn't exist or it doesn't matter if he exists and that we don't need him. We do bad things to God all the time. 
And we do bad things to God and we do bad things to people, which is in turn doing bad things to God. The difference here is we can't kill him. And if we repent for wanting him dead and gone, we could still be with him forever. But what really is repentance then? Here's a high-level way to explain it, okay? Let's take that scenario I told you about earlier. Let's pretend that person that you love and they love you back, let's pretend that you hurt them this time. You love them so much, but you hurt them. You made a mistake and you hurt them. And now they almost not want nothing to do with you, but they're, they're almost creating or allowing that separation between you and, and them. They're basically like, you know, you hurt me so much because you wanted to do whatever it was that hurt me. So I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you go do that. And you, you feel sorry internally. You don't want to hurt them. Is that your first response? Would it be to be like, I'm sorry. And, and it might lead to begging and pleading for forgiveness. Because you, you messed up so bad with this person that you love. Your first response would most likely be that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. That would probably be your first response or your continuous response until they forgave you, right? You, you wouldn't, you'd be like, I, I'm not going to do it to you ever again because I see that it, it hurt you so much and it's drawing, it's driving this separation between you and I and I hate it. I don't like it. So let's pretend now that that, for, that person forgives you now. Knowing how much it hurt them and you to do whatever it was that, would, that caused that separation between you both. Would you do it again intentionally? Would you do it again? If you felt destroyed by hurting this person, like internally it just ate at you and you love this person so much and it hurt so bad to hurt them. You wouldn't go back to doing the same thing to hurt them, right? In the same exact way. Of, of course you wouldn't. If you intentionally go back and try to hurt this person doing the same exact thing you did last time, it sounds like you maybe never actually loved them in the first place. You don't actually love them, because why would you want to hurt them in that way? Repentance is not just a sorry, just, oh, I'm sorry. No. Otherwise, the Bible would only say to say, I'm sorry, and then just move on, go on with your life. Instead, it uses the word repentance, which is totally deeper and different. When we deliberately or intentionally sin, we have then at that time made the decision that God does not know that this sin is bad for us and that we don't care about hurting God because sin separates you from God. Sin rips us away from God and it hurts God when we separate ourselves from him. He doesn't want that. And in turn, it hurts us because this sin is bad for us. It's bad for our health, possibly. It's bad for our relationships. It's bad for our everything, our spirit life. It's bad for every single aspect of our lives and afterlife that it hurts God and it hurts us. And it's not just a thing you can't do. Just, oh, you're a bad boy, bad girl for doing that. No, that's not what sin is. Sin hurts God and sin hurts hurts man or mankind. That's why God says, if you love me, you will do my commandments. The commandments 
tell you what sin is so that we don't separate ourselves from him. And if we don't want to separate ourselves from him because we love him, we don't want to hurt God, we will do those commandments. We will ensure that we try not to sin, that we do not deliberately sin. Now, I keep saying the words deliberately or intentionally when referring to sinning because not deliberately sinning is a different story, okay? It's most likely a habit. But there is a huge difference between the words, I'm sorry, and the feeling of I'm sorry. There's also a huge difference between caring if you've hurt someone and just feeling bad because you feel like you should feel bad. The Holy Spirit Once you accept him and the Lord Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit convicts us gently. It gives us not guilt, but it gives you that, ooh, that that wasn't good for your relationship with other people and especially not with God. That was not good for your spirit. If you continue doing this, you're going to separate yourself from God so much that you will be in a world of pain and suffering and, and just bad stuff. And that same spirit wants to work in you to get rid of those bad habits so you don't unintentionally sin. So you can break the habits of the the sin that keeps making you fall too. That's the goal. God gave us that as a gift to continuously drive us forward and closer to him because that's what's best for us. God loves us so much that he forgives us for the sins that we deliberately did before and knows, hey, we might fall again. But again, gives us that spirit so we don't fall again or or can start to guide us into not falling again. But when you knock with that full feeling of being sorry and repent, which means knowing and trusting it's bad, then vowing to turn from it so the Holy Spirit can work in you, he will let you in. Now enter a third scenario, okay? Let's pretend that a person that you love decides that they don't love you anymore, or maybe you're finding out they actually never loved you, and they refuse to have you in their lives at all. They refuse to enter your house. They refuse to talk to you. You don't exist to them anymore. You can't do anything to control them, can you? We often forget That the first human sin was not eating the fruit. That wasn't the sin. The action of eating the fruit was not the sin. It was the orienting ourselves away from God and not trusting him that was the sin. That's what separates you from God. Eating a fruit doesn't separate you from God. It's the not trusting part that separates you from God. Because of this, we continuously turn ourselves away from God and sometimes it's deliberate and sometimes it's not. This all in mind, all these different scenarios all in mind, if we deliberately try to shut out God, he'll let us out. If you want to leave, you can leave. But you always have a home here. If you ever realize that leaving my house, I'm speaking as God right now, right? If I was God, leaving my house is bad for you. You can go though and you can figure it out on your own if you really, really want to. But I'm telling you right now that if you go out there and and you've shut yourself away from me and you're protesting in the streets about me saying how I don't exist, how much you don't love me, how much I, I have done to hurt you and other people and all these things that are lies, you can go do that. But it ain't good for you. And if you perish out there, I'm sorry, the door is 
been shut, you shut the door on yourself. But he desperately wants us back in his home with him. If we choose not to enter, no matter how many times he tries to bring us back in, we don't have to enter. This is where going to heaven and not going to heaven come into play. God's house is heaven. Darkness and what people, some people call hell is outside of God's house. We all have a choice and it's not just choosing heaven or hell. It's choosing to trust God and repent for the things that separate us from him or we choose to leave his house forever. Thank you again for joining in today. I have a couple verses that you can meditate on about all of this, but hopefully this clarifies what repentance really is, okay? And and what kind of heaven and hell are too, but especially what repentance is. Repentance is not just saying, I'm sorry, and we need to start deleting that definition out of our head. So here are the verses. If you don't have a pen and paper, they're written in the description. Feel free to visit them later. Here they are. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 13, Acts chapter 3, verse 19, and 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10. Finally, a couple questions. Question 1. Has your definition of repentance changed after this episode? Question 2. Has there ever been a situation where you needed repentance towards another person? And question number three, what are some ways you could change your habitual sins to start orienting yourself towards God? I'll give you a little hint. That last one is accepting the Holy Spirit and letting the Holy Spirit work. But tips to get yourself closer to God using the Holy Spirit. So again, what are some ways you can change or have the Holy Spirit change your habitual sins to start orienting yourself towards God? And finally, I would love to pray for everybody. If you could take your prayer posture, that would be great. Let's talk to our Father in Heaven. Our Father, we repent. Not just say, I'm sorry. We actually repent for all the things that we've done that has separated us from you. We want to be convicted by your Holy Spirit so that we do not lock ourselves out of your house. So that we do not orient ourselves so far away that we lead ourselves to destruction. We know your house is where we want to be. We ask you continuously provide to us our needs to participate with you. And we ask to know when we need to repent again so that we can allow the Holy Spirit to work in us and through us. And we ask all of this in Jesus Christ's holy name. Amen.